Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Comedians Uncorked Podcast. I am Tony God. I am the co-host and producer of the show. And uh, we will be officially kicking off the uh, new episodes beginning next week. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Make sure that you are subscribed to the show on your favorite platform. And look out for the YouTube channel uh, if you'd like to watch it as well. And uh, we'll be pushing that so you'll uh, so you can subscribe to that as well. And we'll be having some extra uh, footage on there as well that will be exclusive to the YouTube channel because it's, well, because it's video. If you're just tuning in and checking out the show, we will be focusing on comedy, the comedy business, uh, comedy news, comedians, uh, who's on tour, what's going on, also offering uh, uh, different um, lessons about comedy if you're interested in in becoming a comedian we'll be giving you some tips ourselves and uh from other comedians as well what they've learned along the way and we'll be featuring interviews every week and we'll be sitting down with uh, a few other comedians and discussing topics of the day and uh, in this episode right here we're going to be taking a look back with your other host pat largo as he sits down with comedian chris cope and has an interview with him. Chris Cope is a uh, nationally touring comedian. Uh, you may have seen him on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, Tosh.0, Laughs. He was the uh, 2015 winner of the Big Sky Comedy Festival. Very funny. You may have seen him on Grey's Anatomy. Uh, you can catch his Dry Bar Comedy Special. And uh, he just finished working on the film Ace and the Christmas Miracle, which should be released in November 2021, so be able to look out for that. And right now, uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the interview with comedian Chris Cope and your host, Pat Largo. Hey guys, it's Pat Largo with Pat Largo's Comedians Uncorked uh, from Pasco County, Florida. And I'm really pleased to uh, have this next guy on with me, a buddy of mine. I got uh, the pleasure to open for him a lot here in, in Florida. Uh, you've seen him on Conan O'Brien. You've seen him on Grey's Anatomy, uh, the Netflix uh, series Cooking on High. From his place in L.A., Chris Cope. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, kid. Anything to see my buddy. Dude, this is great. I appreciate it. You got the, uh, I mean, the look of a quarantined rabid animal. I love it. You look. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this mustache is elite. Don't you laugh at me. I'm not. Uh, no, it's fine. This mustache is at least a month old. Everything else is about a week or so, but the really? mustache is. It's Bro, like I can't grow fit. It's like you're you second, like a second puberty. Well, if someone was like, "Hey, you're 36. Would you rather have a full head of hair, but the facial hair of a 14 year old?" I took it. I took that deal. I didn't realize I took that deal in the womb, but I would rather have a full head of hair and the facial hair of someone who's got late stage. Some yeah. sort of disease, you know. <laughs> you be well. Look, my look face your head nice. looks like if they found my body a month later. I, I'm with you. Look. Ooh. So yeah, you see, I, I'll take this deal. Yeah. Oh. I mean, my my beard. They just, is they just love to drag the hands through it. It look yeah, it's thick. It's like a mane. And what sucks is I've always had a good mustache and full on beard, right? But in the last three years, it turned full on white. So when I grow it. Now if people think I'm dyeing my actual brown hair on my head, so I have to shave. Well, yeah, especially when you dye your face, yeah. it is way more obvious 
than when you dye your hair, exactly. your, your, your yeah. scalp. I don't know why, because I've seen guys that, like, give their hair dye, and you don't know it. You cannot right. tell. But the moment that dude puts a little bit of uh, just for men in that beard, I'm like, bro, are you an arch villain? Who are you trying to fool? Yeah, yeah. They, they look like, like a 75-year-old country music artist who's doing, like, bar gigs who wants to hang on to every shred of his youth. Let it go. Let it go, Kenny. Oh, my God. Well, uh, first off, obviously, you're in your place in, in L.A., and people who don't know, uh, uh, Chris is from here, from Florida. How long have you been in L.A.? I think September will be eight years. Already? Bro. Wow. Bro, yeah. That's awesome. I, I mean, I love, I love living here. I think ultimately, if, if success smiles on me enough, I'd yeah. like to have just a house here and a house in Florida. That would be dope, man. I'm, I'm rooting for you. You're one of my favorite, favorite guys. I'm not just saying that because we're doing quarantine uh, videoing here. I mean, you're just one of my favorite guys to, uh, to work with and open for. Um, LA's treating you good. You're working. You're touring around the country. Um, what All else? Right now, but yeah. And, and, and how is the, the, the California and the governor dealing with COVID? In other words, how many people has Governor Newsom killed? <laughs> you know what man it, it everyone made a big deal out of how strict it is i mean i've done my because i've you know got a heart thing i i i'm trying my very best to stay home yeah. you know the occasional go for drive through the occasional go for, just go for a drive yeah does a lot for stir craziness just getting out of your house getting in your car putting on music for it and just driving up and down the Pacific Coast Highway. I mean, I'm very fortunate. I have one of the best 45 minute. Like you can make it's an hour and a half round trip, and it's just it's picturesque beach. Yeah. For you know all of it. So I that helps. I've also just been like writing a bunch, uh, trying to learn Spanish. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, because in high school uh, we had a uh, one of our coaches taught our Spanish class. Yeah. <laughs> and we watched Mulan and Scarface. Pretty much a healthy rotation. It's at the beginning. You want to play rough? Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. saying the internet connection is unstable. Yeah. Okay. We're good still? Chris, are you okay? Is it an earthquake out there? Shit, dude. They, you know what? Hurricanes are way more terrifying than. Uh, yeah, hurricanes are way more terrifying than earthquakes. I got woken up. The first earthquake I felt was five, six years ago, maybe seven, uh-huh. and it woke uh-huh. me up out of sleep. And my my room was shaking a little bit, and I go, "Huh, that's an earthquake." And I went back to bed because <laughs> I was like, "I'm in no danger. I'm in no danger. Yeah. This is just, the ground's just shaking. The ground's just it's a belch." That's fun. And here in Florida, they give you a seven-day notice, and people still stay home and die. Well, and then, you know what? The, and that's you know what sucks is is people in Florida have just gotten used to going. Okay, here's your seven-day forecast, and by the time we get down to the two-day forecast, the thing's going in a complete opposite uh, direction. Yeah. That's- you know, instead of oh, it's going to land in Jacksonville, it ends up landing in. Anyway. Uh, Melbourne. West Palm, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you're like, well, that thing's 200 miles away from me. I'm not gonna, I'm not leaving my house. Like, and then the day before it goes, aha, psych, bitch, I'm coming through Jacksonville. Right. Like, and then people get stuck. That's that's the Florida gamble. 
That is, you're right. And that's the only thing, really. You get the occasional tornado here. I love Florida. What I really love about Florida now is our, our gunslinging governor, DeSantis. He's just throwing all caution to the wind now. He's like, open the beaches. Yeah, you could social distance a little bit. You know, hey, do it good. Uh, open up. The only thing he's not opening up is the strip clubs. We're known for strip clubs. That's the only thing he's not opening. I don't get it. Oh, God. I think it- there he is. Okay. Chris, one, two, check one, two. Can you hear me? Yeah. No, oh, I mean, uh, okay. I'll say this. It's either a good, it's either the, it was either the right move or the shit's going to go nuts. I, there's, you know what I mean? That, that whole second wave. Either way, I'm working. I'm, I'm going back to work. So. No, I, I agree. Uh, and, and you said you're doing a lot of writing, which is the smart thing to do. Um, like, like how much did you put in? Like, 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 do you do a daily thing or give it like, you know, you take a couple of days break or like, or just whenever it hits you, you sit down and go for it. Uh, with stand up, it's 100% kind of as the idea hits, I flush it out. Uh-huh. Um, and then right now, I'm just putting all that stuff in a pile until I can perform it and make it actually good. Um, and the rest has been screenwriting, man. I've been busting my butt writing. I finished my first screenplay. Oh, congratulations. Uh, took me forever. Uh, and then I've started a second one. Uh, so it's just like, I can either sit on my ass and watch TV and play video games all day, or I can at least be productive for a few hours every day. Yeah, and get ready. So when things green light, you're out of the gate. Now, when you say screenplay, that sounds very intimidating. When first off, like, where do you get an idea, and then give us a quick process, like from like you sit down and you just start going. Well, no, no. I mean, I, I have a buddy of mine who uh, who's written screenplays before, and okay. he kind of helped my hand through how to work out plot outlines, scene breakdowns, character breakdowns, kind of all the nuts and bolts of the, of the script, gotcha. figuring out which way you want to go, how, like kind of mapping it all out, you know, like on a, on literally on a piece of paper, notepads and seeing stuff and just go, okay, this is the movie. And then, okay, now that I have this idea, it's kind of formed in my head a little bit. Then you're going to put it on paper and start writing it and, you know, figuring out the characters and all that stuff. And they, it, it this is a big this is a big undertaking for me that I'm happy I did because it sure. I, I, learned, I learned a lot while doing it and I'm still learning it's my first draft we're gonna have we're gonna edit it add more and just keep on till it's there's no deadline I'm just gonna keep making this keep polishing this turd right right no just keep it just to, to the best it can be well that I mean that's awesome I, I have a couple of friends who are doing that here in Tampa uh, uh, uh one guy Maurice Jovan has his uh movie uh wded dead in the morning it's like a radio thing but it involves zombies and he wrote it directed it it just he's a brilliant man but the stuff to watch you guys go through it it's just i think writing a couple of dick jokes i'm like wow i did something good i can't imagine what you the process i mean literally the creative process and like you said the protocol it's insane i will say this uh the second screenplay that i'm writing it's a family comedy Really? It's a family Christmas comedy, actually. Yeah. It, uh, during uh, during the quarantine, or no, just before, I'm sorry, just, just before, uh, like, like, like four days, I shot uh, a, a, a small budget family Christmas comedy. I played a character, and the director is a friend of mine. Like, he always likes to put me in this stuff. It's small, uh-huh. like small uh-huh. budget. Nothing big. And he goes, you should write a spinoff. And I was like, all right. 
All right. Wow. I just started, you know, yeah. coming up with it, following the same formula that I did the first time. Uh, my The first screenplay is set at the end of the Civil War. Okay. So I, so I had to look up, like, dialogue. I had to look up. I did a lot more research. This is more of my pocket, like, uh, comedy, obviously. Yeah. And with, the family, and with the family comedy, it's like, okay, I know I can avoid a lot of... I, People think it's harder to write clean. I think <clears throat> when you're writing a family comedy, it's like it's just going to be gags. It's you know the comedy's going to be simpler. It doesn't mean it can't be still good. It just it's I'm not relying on dirty tropes. It's just like okay, it's a family comedy. I know X Y Z here. And I, I think when, when people say clean or think clean, either stand up comedy or something like this, they think it has to be like kind of cheesy, you know, that dad humor stuff. But it doesn't. No, there's only the thing is there's nothing wrong with cheesy though. Right. People like one, one people like cheesy, and two, if you're making a family comedy, it's gonna be cheesy. That's, I I would say a joke that would make the whole family laugh has to hit five different you know demographics of human. Yeah. Brother, sister, mother, father. You know what I mean? Like it's. You've got people of different ages, and like it's so it's got to be broad enough to kind of hit that mark on everybody. Yeah. And yeah. but it doesn't mean you still can't make it funny. No, and that therein lies the talent and everything like that. So that's well, that that's awesome. When you said like a Christmas family kind of funny movie, that threw me for I had that look on my face like Chris Cope. So that was that was real. That's exciting, man. Yeah, um, I mean he, you know, he asked me to do my buddy the director asked me to do it, and I was like, I was like, all right, challenge accepted. That's awesome. Uh, I'm 35 pages in. How many pages? 35. Okay. Now, is it's there gonna a, to, It's going to get to 90. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, is there like a ballpark that you want a goal for? So 90? My goal? Like, my goal would be like to write 95, edit it down to 80, add five to seven more and call it a day. Wow. Most comedies, I think, should lie between 80 and 90 minutes. Okay. Dang, that would be nice. That's that, that's just great to hear. Reacts. You know, boom, boom, boom. Set yeah. it up, figure it out, resolve it. Boom. And be like a like a like a Hallmark Channel type thing. Yeah. Give or take. Like legitimately, you know, it might not, might not even make Hallmark. It might be a little lower. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I want to get that that chick that got arrested there just now. That 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 uh, what's her name? Her and her daughters, and they said she was on the on the uh, the water skiing team or some shit. That McLaughlin chick. She she's on like every Hallmark movie. Oh yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, dude, you know the shoot does in like, like 12, 12 days, fifteen days. Yeah, it's like almost like 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 three porn movies. Like I, I wonder how many takes they get. Like, yeah, because I know like, the movie that I shot uh, because we were behind schedule. We did my four scenes. They did eleven scenes in one day. Wow, that's a lot. Dude, that, that that's that's a lot. I mean. I've been on set where it's taken all day to get two scenes, one scene. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, like sometimes even a couple of days and go back and reshoot all day, one scene. You're exactly 11. right. Like to give you an idea how low budget, I mean, like it had a budget, but it was still, you know, an independent film, but it was like, we have to knock this out. So, wow. I mean, before the thing, I got several emails from him like, hey, you have to come prepared. Yeah. Not like I've ever not come prepared, but like, Hey, we're sending this out to everyone. Know your know your lines. Know your be line. off book. No one's getting five takes. Right. Damn. You know? Yeah. That's so amazing. just we'll just do it. 
that's it. That's just, and that's the way you do it. That's just, that's awesome. I like to, and that's what I like to hear, man. Now, when it comes to stand up, give me a quick synopsis of with clubs, the way they are now, we have a couple kind of reopening now, 50% capacity, six feet apart people. How there, you know what? Yeah. My honest opinion, I actually like to half capacity because that means a hundred percent of those people are paying for tickets. Yeah. And basically sold out shows. Sorry, hold on. Let me close out of yeah. Facebook. Um, well, I mean, you, are you, where'd you go? Where are you at? There I am. There you are. Okay. I never left. I just couldn't figure out. Uh, so think how many shows you've done where half the room is papered. Right. And papered crowds are, oh. Exactly. So if, if the crowd's half full, but they're spaced out, but they've all paid, I've said this a hundred times. I'd rather take 50 engaged people than a hundred and half of them be kind of not. When you pay for something, you're in it. Right. You've, you've shown commitment. Well, you've shown commitment and you've also uh, a willingness to be a part of it. And you've also raised expectation. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, I like that. There, that puts a lot of pressure on the performer. And it puts the pressure on the audience to be there, to be present. I agree a hundred percent. Give me something free. I'd walk in, sit down, eh, whatever is free. Right. I don't care if a steak's overcooked if it was free. Yeah, that's true. And then what's going to happen is you'll still get drunk and heckle the chef just like they'll heckle us. Well, no, the thing is, you know what? You'll have to, like, people that paper, you can heckle even more because they have no respect for the room. Correct. Right. It was free. It's a free show. This is shit. Man. Now, real quick, what, do you recall the last time you worked on the road? Like the, the last show you did before all this went down? Uh, funny enough, that thing I told you about off camera. Uh huh. Oh. That was the last thing. I, that was the last time I performed. Gotcha. So think about that. Think about that for a split second, though. Yeah. That. Wow. Because that was yeah. the last time I performed for anybody was that okay wow and, and on my was, birthday yes dang it and mine was because like literally because i did that on march 5th okay and the next week we went into quarantine like yeah. it was like this 15th yeah 16th yeah. shut everything down in california they're like all right go home stay home um so yeah funny enough that's the last time i've done stand-up was that that Damn, man. And, and mine was the next day. I didn't realize uh, that. That kind of hit me in the head a little bit. That, that yeah. kind of blew my mind. No, I know. My, mine was, was March 6th um, uh, in Lakeland. And then the next day, it was iffy. Um, I remember when they closed the bars down, it was, it was St. Patty's Day. I went downtown to grab some food and grab a drink real quick at a bar. And I said, man, these guys cleared out real quick. I go, I got the place to myself. He goes, well, if you're in here for a beer – we're done. We, we get, we, we close at five cops were already, I'm like, Oh, that's right. I saw on the news. And since March 17th, the bars have been closed and it, it's just been chaos. Like you said, it's been over two months since, um, Bro, the go. best thing about LA, I love, uh, I go for the drives and because there's so less cars in the road pollute. Yes. Hold on one second. What's up? No, I'm doing something. Um, I love your mom. My roommate, shut up. My <laughs> in Florida. Uh, no, I would do drives, and you could see clear across town. 
I bet. That's nice. The pollution was so nice that it, like, it's gotten so nice. Like, you literally, the views, I was like, I was going to drive, is that downtown? I can wow. see all the way downtown from here. Like, normally you couldn't because, like, the pollution kind of locks it. But, like, now that the, the air is so clear. Isn't that something? I know that they showed pictures of that, of L.A. They even showed pictures, I think, of, of China with, with the view being better, the smog and everything clearing out. I mean, I mean honestly, people. I think a lot of places in L.A. are going to have people let them work remotely. Yes. Because I'm like, if we can do two months of the year at home and productivity doesn't change, if you think they say productivity increases. If you're from home. If you're from home, why, you know, I think it's advantageous, right? If you're doing the work and you're on, you're at your home. That's... I'm saving gas money. I'm saving wear and tear on my car. Yep. I'm saving two hours a day, typically, of the average commute. Correct. So that means I could get up at, I could get up, instead of getting up at, you know, 6.30 and, you know, leaving my house by 7 to be in the car for an hour, I could literally get up at 6.30 and have a jump on my and start my day and be done by three o'clock instead of six. I think it just gives people way more time. And I think when they have that extra time, they're going to knock stuff out. And then once they get it done, I'm done. I don't have to sit around at my desk and look busy. Uh, that, that's it. That's exactly it. And I, we're it's just about moving. the task at yeah. hand. Yep. Yeah, we're moving. We're moving along. Uh, along with, I think. I think that gives the worker more power, but then that's not always what the, the, the system wants. Well, I mean, once they really squeeze out the middle class when the, uh, when the uh, upper echelons is, is using the rest of us as slaves, I think it's all going to be the end. But listen, that's just me, Chris. Don't listen to me. I think I see it happening, though. But um, all right, real quick. This is a quick curveball. Favorite so far quarantine food that you've been digging? Bro, I've, baked, I've been baking. I've been cooking. Really? Favorite dish that I've made? Shrimp scampi. Oh, and I make it delicious. I, I, I did it for the first time and was like, this is a lot more simpler than I thought it was. And then I've also baked three pound cakes. You baked three pound cakes? I have roommates, so they've helped. Um, Dude. Well, yeah, I'm well, making, today I'm making scallop uh, potatoes au gratin and ribs. And ribs? my roommates. Oh, man. Because the last time you were in town a few months ago and we were working snappers together, we were having breakfast and you mentioned your slow cooker you got. And I said, I got a slow cooker. I just haven't cooked anything yet. And you mentioned some Bro, of your I'm, recipes. I'm making pulled pork. I'm making pulled pork. I mean, I got, I, well, I got a pork shoulder on sale that was like the size of my head. Oh. And I mean, we all ate pulled pork for like four days. It was ridiculous. It was oh, so much. God. If you're a mom, I, I wish my thing is my mom didn't use a slow cooker growing up. I don't know why. Yeah. She would have gotten so much more mileage out of the food she made. That's fantastic. I I'm doing it this weekend. I already got it because I'm just going to go to the store later on today because we've been talking about it. And, and after the, some of the secret ingredients you said you used for some of yours in the slow cooker, it blew my mind. Um, and then Dude, uh, season, if you're going to pour shoulder, season it the night before. Stick in the fridge. Okay. Like I seasoned the, I took my, uh, my pork shoulder and just, I mean, I, had it it was covered in seasoning wrapped in cellophane and then stuck in the, the fridge wow. for the night before and then the next morning woke up poured my soda my onions and, and, dropped it you know and then splashed i put the I put the children first and then soda and then man wow. you let it cook for i rotated it at four hours cook for eight and i mean it pulled apart 
Oh, I also cut a lot of fat off beforehand. Okay. Dude, you only need so much. There's it's pork. It's gonna have plenty. It's gonna be fan. No, it, it's it's fantastic. Now let me ask you this: w- Why pound cakes? My roommate really likes them. Okay. And I never made one, and I ate them growing up as a kid. My nana yeah. always had them, and uh, you know, it's. I think I think that was a good first uh, step into baking. I'm gonna make a French silk pie uh, over the weekend. Are you really? As far as I can tell, I can do it. I, I, I watched several recipes, and I'm like, I can do this. If you do this, are, are you posting anything on your Facebook page or anything? Dude, I'll say this. When you make stuff like that, like all the food I'm making is kind of comforty and unhealthy. I've been uh, a bit reluctant to post it because okay. people are just like, you don't need to be eating that. I just want to invite that kind of bull. Well, yeah, you know what I say to them? Like, I, say, people did, I say, I tell fuck you what, them. I tell you what. I will take a picture of my scalloped potatoes because I'm doing my own version. Okay. All right. Do that. Uh, hey, if you don't, I'll send that to you. Or I was going to say, text whatever you want. Text me. Yeah, you the pound cake. I mean, whatever. The, 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 the pot roast, the, uh, the whatever you do. And I, but I, I, that's good, though. You're thinking out, well, but people, how they're, they're going to food shame you, those idiots. Well, yeah, because, like, I, I'm not eating the whole pound cake. I, I've shared with literally my girlfriend, my roommates. Like, I got two pieces of right. every pound cake. That's about, yeah. you know. And, 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 and like a good chef, you're giving the bulk of the food to someone else. Yeah, man. The one thing, uh, the biggest joy that I get from cooking is seeing the look in someone else's face, truly appreciate what you what you made. You, yeah. I created this. Yeah. I, I did the did the job of creating this, and when people eat it, I see their face light up. And I'm like, oh, this is enough. I really enjoy this. It's just I'm like so the look I get when I tell a girl we don't have to have sex. Oh, really? Just the look she has that just oh my god. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Chris Cope, I know you're busy. I know you got another thing coming up in a few minutes. So I'm, I'm going to wrap this up with you. First off, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I love you. Like yeah, man. Brother. Uh, love you too, brother. Do me a, a quick thing. Um, plug your stuff. I know there's no tours right now, but let people know where to reach you. That's not true. That's not true. Tell me about June it. 11th, 12th, and 13th, I'll be in Fort Myers. <gasps> At the Laugh-In. Yeah. Good, because I was supposed to be there two weeks ago, and Jamie had to, you know, say, hey, man. And I'm like, yeah, I totally understand. So they're going to rebook me. But the place I hear is fantastic. Him and the boys started banging and painting. And yeah, looks- Jamie loves doing that shit. He's handy as hell. He is. I, I mean, former Navy guy. He knows what he's doing. So, well, break a leg there. If I get bored, I'll drive down to Fort Myers and see you. Okay. Um, but other than that, so Fort Myers, but people can get you where? Website, social media? Everything is uh, Chris Cope Comedy. Website's www.chriscopecomedy.com. Twitter okay. is at Chris Cope. IG is at Chris Cope. That, and of course, I can also get you on Facebook or something like that probably. So, Yeah, my fan page. Cool. I love it. Well, Chris Cope, man, hey, man, seriously, be safe yeah, out man. there. Say hi to your roommate for me and all that stuff. The best of luck with the, the screenplays and everything else you're doing. And hopefully Thanks, I'll man. see you. You bet. Uh, hopefully I'll see you in Fort yeah. Myers, brother. Hopefully, yeah. Tell your mom I said, I will. <laughs> you bet. We'll see you later. Later, buddy. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris Cope. He's a very funny man. Uh, Make sure you tune in next week. We will be uh, broadcasting our first show from our new studio. Uh, We will have an in-studio guest. It will be a surprise guest because at this moment, we don't even know who it's going to be. 
so we're gonna we're gonna be finding out in the next couple days but uh tune in make sure you're subscribed on your uh, favorite platform make sure that you uh, subscribe to the show and to look for the YouTube channel, subscribe to that. And you can always find us at ComediansUncorked.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook, Comedians Uncorked. So check us out there, and we will see you next week. I'm Tony God. Thanks for tuning in and checking out the podcast. Oh, just got the light. Got to go.